welcome to the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. My name is Bianca Johnson, and I'm a spiritual life coach, mindset master, and manifestation teacher. My mission is to guide you in creating a life of true fulfillment and lasting happiness. I teach practical tools that help you live with purpose, manifest your dreams, and be blissful. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, your confidence, your relationships, your abundance, your spirituality, and so much more, then you've come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your personal roadmap to transforming your life from ordinary to extraordinary. I know that in such a short time, you will experience transformation beyond your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Life Extraordinary Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Johnson, and in today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about spiritual ways of dealing with life's disappointments. Um, We're always surrounded in disappointment for life, whether it's looking for a partner that doesn't seem to come or looking for a career that doesn't seem to show up for us or getting rejection or having heartbreak or whatever it is. There's a lot of disappointment that comes in our human experience. Um, And so a couple of weeks ago, I was at an oceanfront retreat in Panama City Beach, Florida, and I've hosted in Sedona. I've hosted on Lake Champlain. I've hosted in all, all sorts of different places. And this location was hands down my favorite. There was just so much just pure peace, pure bliss, pure joy, and every little bit of the experience. Um, but a little bit of backstory. Um, every retreat I've ever hosted has been a sold out retreat. Sedona was the only one that wasn't filled to capacity per se, but when I first put Sedona out, it sold out, and then I had to push it back because of COVID. And then by the time we we were actually going to go, there were people that were not comfortable traveling and, you know, people who the time change didn't work for them and whatever else. So it was sold out and then it wasn't because of COVID. And I ended up giving people refunds, which is against my policy. Um, and I never re-advertised the spots because I was in this space where I was like, I wanted everybody to have the highest and best and safest, most comfortable experience possible. And I didn't feel like we could do that in a group of 15 in the middle of a pandemic. So um, that was just way off track here though. So, But this retreat I hosted in Panama City Beach, Florida was the first retreat that I hosted that didn't sell out. And not only did it not sell out, but there was only one person that registered for the retreat. And so that's a very different experience. Normally you're going and you're interacting with other people and you're hearing people with similar struggles and you're connecting with, you know, these people and you're making friends from all over the world. And, you know, to be just an individual in attendance with a host and my mom always travels with me. She's very supportive in um, the first time I was going to do Sedona, she actually did the rental car because I wasn't old enough to qualify for like the discounted rate. So she rented the car in her name. And then, you know, when we were in Sedona too, we were like all, we all, when I say we all, I mean Antonio, my boyfriend, my mother and I were all waking up at like three or four o'clock in the morning to meal prep and, you know, clean up and do all this stuff. I, they were like literally my support circle. I could not have done the Sedona trip without them. 
Um, and so mom was planning to come to Florida to, to show the same support and everything. And so it went from being this vision of I intended on hosting 14 people because that's what the space was going to allow as far as beds and everything were concerned. Um, and it ended up just being my mom, myself, and one other person. And so this is a very interesting thing. So I owned a full-time yoga studio from 2016 until 2020 when the pandemic hit. And I was honestly really burnt out teaching yoga anyways. I was teaching three to four times a day some days, teaching way above the number of times that you should really teach yoga in a day. And it sounds like a lot physically, but physically it wasn't bad. It was like mentally and emotionally and energetically trying to think about what type of breath work we're going to do, what type of music I'm going to play, what meditations we're going to do, what type of sequencing we're going to do, if we're going to have a peak posture or not, if I'm going to offer hands-on assist today, like if I'm going to have some sort of theme for the class. Like it became just a lot to always have to be in the creative flow when I wasn't always in the creative flow. And actually, if you don't know much about me or much about that time period in my life, that was when I was struggling with – that was like the peak of my depression. And so there was kind of a lot going on there. It was like the depression fueled my burnout and not wanting to teach anymore. My burnout not wanting to teach anymore fueled my depression. It was just really a toxic relationship with everything in my life. And maybe I'll do a dive deeper in that in, a deep next, in another episode. But for now, we're talking about dealing with life's disappointments. Um, but so – I had the studio and then when I closed the studio, I went online and for a while, a lot of my studio community kind of followed along with me. They, you know, I was still teaching yoga online. I was still talking to a lot of people in communication. And then as I stepped away from yoga entirely to offer one-on-one coaching and workshops and different things like that, most of my yoga community did not follow along in that journey. So I was in this place where Everything had dramatically changed in my life. I went from having this business and having this community and having these friendships and these relationships and having this sustainable income to all of a sudden having none of that. I went through like a big grieving period with all of that. Um, There was a point where it was very, very difficult as I was building the new online business um, because I was feeling like, well, what's wrong with me? Other people have gone online and they're receiving support and you know, I must not be good enough, like all these limiting beliefs. This is where a lot of my inner work really started to take place because, you know, I was making this transition that I thought would be easy and flow and effortless, et cetera, and it wasn't. And I made it mean a lot about me. And so then energetically, mentally, and emotionally, I was not in a good place. And I think people can feel that and that definitely came through in my workout periods where there was like this desperation to, you know, have people interact with the stuff I was posting online or to sign up for a free workshop or to, you know, invest in a service. There was like this big desperation. And I think you all can probably know a time where you felt that, whether that was with me at that time period in my life or if it was with somebody else. But I feel like when people's energy is off, even if they're posting really positive, happy-go-lucky stuff, you can still kind of feel the muddiness and the murkiness that's going on behind it. So there was a lot going on for me, like a lot of unworthiness, a lot of not feeling good enough, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of fear around what was okay to post and acceptable to post and what people were going to judge me for, a lot of scarcity and wondering 
how I was going to pay my bills and how I was going to survive once, you know, as I was going through this transition, there was a freaking lot going on. At times my depression was peaking again. Like it was just too much to count, too much to know. But the reason I'm mentioning all of this, the reason I'm sharing all of this is because if this retreat that I just hosted had panned out in this exact same way a year ago or two years ago when I was really in the depths of all of those limiting beliefs and in the depths of all of those heavy emotions, it would have been tragic for me mentally and emotionally. Like it would have triggered my deepest unworthiness wounds. I would have been like, nobody signed up because nobody likes me and nobody signed up because I'm not a good teacher and nobody signed up because they don't see value in me and I'm not important and the list would have gone on and on and on and it would have wrecked me to my core. It would have shaken me to my soul. And I I say that with conviction because at that time period of my life when I was going through all of those limiting beliefs and I was going through all of that really deep inner work and healing and transformation, um, everything meant that. Every text someone sent or didn't send, every friendship that ended or didn't end, every phone call that happened or didn't happen, every Instagram post, every Facebook post, like literally everything in my life just felt like it was reaffirming the feeling of not being enough. And if you have been following the podcast for a while, you might have heard the episode where I shared about, you know, why we have self-limiting beliefs, what causes them, etc. I'll link that in case any of this feels familiar, like you're going through this or you went through this and you don't really understand it or whatever it is. But basically, once we start having these beliefs, we show up in the world based on them. And then as we're showing up in the world based on them, our external world response and the response confirms our beliefs and then it just like is this negative downward spiral snowball effect and so I know for a fact had this happened in this way a year ago or two years ago it would have wrecked me but there's a lot of things that I learned over the last couple of years one I had to work on my inner beliefs. Um, at the core of our being, most of us have the same shared belief. It's that we're either not good enough, not worthy enough, or um, or something of that nature. And there's a number of ways that we show up in our lives based on these beliefs. We try to people please because we want others to like us because if they like us, it validates that we're a good person. We try to be perfect because if we're perfect, other people will think we're good enough. And then like there's just so many different ways. We overwork because when we're overworking and we're seeing rich achievements then we receive praise and through that praise then we feel good enough there's a lot of ways that we show up in our lives based on these limiting beliefs so number one is you have to work through your limiting beliefs you have to dig up the stuff that's in your subconscious mind bring it to the surface rework it rewrite it heal it so that you can be the highest and best version of yourself the spiritual component of this lesson is that at the core of our being we are all spiritual beings having a human experience we get this confused we get so wrapped up in the house and the car and the job and the money and the vacation and the relationships and the friendships and the holidays and the celebrations and everything else going on in our life we get so wrapped up in the human experience that we start to feel like we are human beings who sometimes tap into our spirituality which couldn't be more wrong we are spiritual beings that are here on earth having a human experience 
And so when you tap into your soul and you tap into the true essence of your being, it is pure and unconditional love, light, peace, joy, truth, freedom, etc. So when you peel back all the layers of the human self, all of the constructs, all of the shoulds, all of the regrets and the mistakes and the unworthiness and all of the everything, you get back to your core. That's where you really find your worthiness and enoughness. And that's where you can show up in the world as that version of yourself, as your highest self and be on your highest timeline in life. So that's the first part of dealing with disappointment is knowing that it's not personal. It's not about you. And if your subconscious mind is making it about you and it's triggering some of those underlying things, you have to rework it and rewrite it. Um, I do do this work with people. I facilitate personal transformation sessions and breakthrough sessions and one-on-one work, which I will link in the show notes if you are interested in doing that. But then I also just had the idea too that maybe I'll record a full podcast episode that talks about how the heck I do that with people so that you can kind of do that on your own if you're not looking to share that experience with me. So anyways, backing this story up, that's the first step. If you don't get through that step, you will never be able to deal with disappointment because it will always shake you at your core. You'll never be rooted and grounded in the truth of who you are and the truth of your own life. And everything outside of you will be able to shake you. So that is the first step in being able to deal with life's disappointments. The next step is to be open. And I have these kind of all jotted down randomly. So one I might start with and might go back to as these unfold, but these are just the things that I've done. Um, One is to be open to infinite possibilities. And if you listen to last week's episode on the 11 spiritual truths that I learned from the ocean, if you didn't listen to it, make sure you listen to it at some point. It was pure channeled gold, like just wisdom. I brought through my intuition. It was just flowing out of me onto paper. I had no control over any of it. I wasn't thinking about it. I honestly was so tapped in and so much channeling all of it that I didn't even remember what I wrote until I recorded the episode. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. Like I knew it was good in the moment because it felt really powerful. But so in that episode, I talked a lot about how we get so zoomed in on the single thing we want for our lives, the single relationship, the single up level in our career, the single you know, award or achievement or praise or project or whatever it is, we get so zoomed in to our idea of what we think we need and what's best for us that we forget to be open to the limitless possibilities that are around us. You at any given moment have no idea. We live in a universe of limitless possibilities. The decision you make right now, whether to stay home or go to the grocery store or order groceries for delivery or to go out to dinner or to stay home and cook or to go to a yoga class, or to go to happy hour with your friends, creates an infinite number of possibilities. And then once you're in that moment, there are then an infinite number of other possibilities. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know where you're going to get an inspired, channeled idea. I had no idea that in the midst of this retreat that didn't plan out pan out in the way that I expected it to or planned on or hoped on, that I would be walking on the ocean and channel 11 spiritual truths just out of thin air. You have no idea what you're going to get set up for, what's going to put you in a specific moment that things just click or make sense, or you have this moment of awareness. You have no idea. So be open to infinite possibilities because we are in a very vast, large, wide, 
infinite universe. And if you are so zoomed in with your limited perspective, and I don't say this in a negative way as a hit on you, but as human beings, we have very limited perspectives versus what's possible for us, what we're capable of you know, all sorts of things like that, that if we are using our human brain to dream up possibilities, there's a whole world outside of what you have experienced. So be open to infinite possibilities. Be open that if something's not working out the way that you're hoping it to, that it's opening a different door or another direction or a bigger path or a brighter future, whatever it is. I like to have this mantra, um, there's a couple. The better it gets, the better it gets, the best is yet to come. So even if this isn't good, the next moment will be better and the best is still yet to come and all of that. The other one is this or something better. I want a sold out retreat or something better. I want a million dollars or something better. I want to speak on a stage or something better. I want to write a New York Times bestselling book or something better. And we have this idea about what's going to make us happy and what's going to make us feel fulfilled and everything else. And that boxes us in. You have no idea once you release those constructs and take the blinders off and take off the rose-colored glasses, what type of infinite possibilities you're opening yourself up for. So the first lesson is to work on those core beliefs transcend your mind, dive deep into your soul, know who the heck you truly are because you've probably forgotten because the world has told you for too long who you should be or who they think you are. The next one is to be open to infinite possibilities. The next one is to pray for the highest good. Pray for the highest good of all. Pray that this outcome is the highest good for you and everybody else involved in the situation. Maybe it would be of your highest good to make a million dollars, but maybe it wouldn't be of the highest good for your family as you're taking all that time and all that effort and all that energy away from them to earn that money. Maybe it would be of your highest good to have a sold-out retreat in this situation for my ego, it would have been great. For my pocket, it would have been wonderful. But I know that the individual that was at this retreat needed that time one-on-one, needed that facilitation and that attention and that love and that genuine support that I would not have been able to provide in a group of 14 to 15 people. It just wouldn't have been possible. And I know that at the core of my being. So pray for the highest good, not just what's going to be good for you and for your mindset and for your ego and for your everything else, but pray for what is of the highest good of all that are involved in the situation. The next is to tune in for higher guidance. If you are sitting in a space where you're like, I really want this, I really want this, and you're taking a lot of action, a forceful action. Maybe you're trying to build a business and you're showing up on social media and nothing seems to stick and you're like throwing spaghetti at a wall. Or maybe you're like trying to find your soulmate and you're signing up for all these, you know, dating sites and going on all these dates and you're just like really putting in all the work to make it happen because you really, really want it. Tune in for higher guidance. Release the mind, release the limitations of the mind, tune in for higher guidance. Set the intention before you go to sleep to receive guidance in your dream. Set the intention before your meditation practice to receive guidance in your meditation practice. Set the intention when you wake up in the morning that you will receive the wisdom, support, love, and guidance that you need in order to have things flow in the way that they're meant to flow for your highest good and for the highest good of all. The number of times I've been at a wall, just crashing into a wall. And I've instead stepped back and sat down and said, 
God, universe, source, angels, archangels, passed on loved ones, ancestors, spirit guides, whoever the heck is up there listening, show me where you want me to go, what you want me to do, what you want me to say, and to whom. And just left it at that. Pure magic has come through. When you seek higher guidance, pure magic comes through. I actually shared a whole um, podcast episode a couple weeks ago about how I discovered my divine life purpose. And that was in a moment of seeking higher guidance. I was up against a wall and I didn't know where to move. And it was in that time period that I was talking about earlier where I was in the unworthiness and in the not enoughness and in all like the trenches of it. And I was hitting a wall and I was just really stuck. And I prayed for guidance and I received it. And then it panned out in a really beautiful way, which is exactly why you're listening to this podcast right now because I followed that higher guidance. So I'll link that in the show notes too for you to go back and check out because it's a really powerful and exciting story. There was also a time too where I was really deep in the depths of depression and didn't know how I was going to lift myself out of it. And it had been going on for three weeks and I was really deep in my self-development journey by now. And I thought I would, I was already over that and I didn't know how to get out of that. And I was getting, I was laying in bed at night and I just sent up a prayer that said, I can't do this. I literally can't do this on my own. I've tried everything I know how to do. I need help. I need you to, and the next day, new resources came to me and new ideas came to me and new clarity came to me. Sometimes just having that intention of giving it up and giving it over is enough for you to open your mind up to receive what's next for you. Maybe you don't receive the perfect, maybe you don't like miraculously heal overnight, but maybe the next day you like meet the therapist that you need to meet or you find the book you need to read or you run into the person at the supermarket that you need to run into. You have no idea. Again, this is where it's like, you know, like praying for the highest good, being open to the limitless possibilities, tuning in for higher guidance and support. And then the next part of this, which is kind of already overlapped, is the concept of sat. And I used to talk about this when I had the blog, which I don't have anymore, but it is surrender, allow, and trust. It's an acronym, sat. When you are trying to push and force outcomes and you're constantly coming up against disappointment, it sucks. I've been there 101 times. I know how bad it sucks. When you surrender what you think you need, allow higher guidance to come tr- come through, trust that everything's going to happen in your highest timeline and for your highest good and for the highest good of all, things miraculously start to shift. The last little note that I have here. We talked about surrender, law, and trust. We talked about praying for the highest good. We talked about being open to infinite possibilities. We talked about tuning in for higher guidance. We talked about releasing limitations of your mind and tuning into your soul. The last thing we have here is I know when you're up against a lot of disappointment, it's hard to keep going. You're really trying to start that business. It's not getting off the ground. You're really trying to make that relationship work and it's not happening. You're really trying to be healthy and fit and go to the gym and eat right. And it's just, you just keep hitting a wall. Again, our perceptions and of what's possible for us and what we're capable of are very, very limited. So the last thing here is to dream bigger. If you are I don't know, something random, trying to hit 100K on TikTok. This is totally random. It's just what's coming to my mind. 
and you are having a hard time reaching 100K, rather than setting the goal and intention for 100K, set it for 200, which sounds freaking crazy because you're like, well, if I can't reach 100, what makes you think I'll be able to reach 200, Bianca? That's crappy advice. But what happens is if you dream even bigger and you shoot for the moon and you miss, you might end amongst the stars. Sometimes it's our limited ideas of what's possible for us that keep us stuck. So if you dream a little bit bigger and open your awareness a little bit wider, maybe you don't hit 200, but maybe that 100 is a little bit closer to reach, if that makes any sense at all. So those are the spiritual ways of dealing with disappointment. Um, I hope this provided value to you. I know the last couple of years have been incredibly disappointing um, between political things and injustice and pandemic and so many other things. Like we've had these big dreams and goals and the last two years have just been freaking defeating. So when you're working towards a goal or a dream or something that you truly desire for yourself, just remember these steps because this is really what's gotten me through the last couple of years. This is really what's set me up to speak on this podcast right now what's got me to you know everything that i'm doing in my life is because of these core principles these core spiritual lessons and i'm hoping that they help change and transform you too but thank you so much for tuning in for this episode there's some more episodes that are me coming up soon um, i'm definitely going to create an episode like i said about the basically like diy um breakthrough or transformation or something that goes through my whole process of what i do with myself and what i take my clients through in one-on-one work so you can see exactly what that's like and kind of rework that and rewrite that for yourself um there's also gonna be an episode on perfectionism coming up and there's gonna be an episode on stress and burnout coming up so there's gonna be a lot of really good stuff coming to the podcast pretty soon like i said last week's episode was really really good with the 11 spiritual truths from that i downloaded from the ocean and of course at the start of 2022 i started bringing on all these guests who have been freaking phenomenal people we're really sharing very unique and wonderful perspectives on how to become your best self and live your best life, which is all about all of what I do and what the Live Life Extraordinary podcast is about. And so there's people from all over the world with all different lived experiences and all different everything coming to share lessons with you on how to live more fully, more freely, more joyfully, more abundantly, etc. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast, definitely do so you can get those upcoming episodes that I'm going to be recording, but also get those unique perspectives from all of our incredible guests that we're going to be on the podcast too. So thanks again for listening. I'm sending you so much love on your journey, so much healing energy. I know that if you're listening to this, it's because you're dealing with some sort of disappointment right now. I want you to know that there's light on the other side and that if you can just apply some of these principles and get through it, or find a running buddy to help you encourage encourage you through it or use this podcast as your daily inspiration to get on to the next thing for you. There's greatness that lies on the other side. And I am so deeply honored to be part of that process for you.
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast at biancamjohnson.com forward slash LLE podcast, which is linked in the description box for easy access. When you subscribe to the podcast, you'll receive weekly notifications when new episodes are released, as well as a free higher self guided meditation to get you started on your journey of becoming your best self and creating your best life.